Father, we thank you for the messages that you release in this moment. We honor you, we reverence you, and we ask you for your word that you release to go forth and accomplish what you said it should, and then it prospers. So I thank you that, Lord, as we raise our hands to you, that we surrender. It's an act of surrender. It's an act of stepping into your will and your purpose in this December. As you said that this December is a, the month of destination. God, many have traveled throughout January to November with issues, with things that you've caused them to go through. 
But Lord, you work all things together for the good of those that love you and are called according to your purpose. So I ask you that everything that they need to bring on this destination will meet them there. They will be met with the water. They will be met with the food. They will be met with the finances. They will be met with the opportunities. They will be met with the communities that they will not like any good thing. And so I thank you for reverencing your power and your purpose in your lives, even in this moment, that they lack nothing as long as you are with them. Blessings are coming, says the Lord. You will get the blessings that you need to continue to walk and do what he's called you to do. It says many are the plans of the Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. And many are the plans in a, in a man's heart, but it, it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So I thank you for this destination. Some of you, this is not the destination that you wanted for yourself, especially when you put together your, your uh, 2022 vision board. But God is saying in this time, right, do your vision board, but ask him to help you do it. Be bold in your vision board, the Lord is saying. So, Lord, we bless you. We honor you. We reverence you. We thank you for this moment that you've salvaged your people out of the hands of the enemy. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. We are, we are living in triumph. We are living in victory. We are living in purpose, in prosperity, in increase, in every facet of our lives. In the name of Jesus, we claim that over ourselves. As we lift our hands up high to you, Lord, we claim that. That we're moving from glory to glory in December, from victory to victory in December. That not, no good thing that we, we need, God, you will not give us. You give every good things. There are benefits that you give. And so we receive that benefit. And we come against every rat, every python spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the angels that you've ascended even upon these demonic spirits. Oh yes, we thank you for the war. The warring angels that are fighting on our behalf. Ooh, yes, Lord. I feel that, Lord. Thank you, Basire Basikarabataya. Thank you, God. Oh, I hear the Lord say you're welcome. Mire Basikarabasoto. Rescatura iterema zerebekorabasikarama. Mire kira itoria sataya. Abaka reketereba zorebasoto. Mikere istoria tayada. Bring back the captives, the Lord says. Bring back the increase, the Lord says. Salvage what needs to be salvaged, the Lord says. Blessings are coming to your doorpost. Be ready to receive it, the Lord says. My mountain movers, the Lord calls you. Mountain movers in this December. Ha. The mountains that you've been trying to move all from January to November is going to move this December in Jesus' name. 
Uh, the Lord is talking to me about property. If you are in ministry or in business and you are desiring property, pray against, and you, you've been having a hard time getting property. You've been having a hard time. You've been doing everything that you need to do, but you've been just, it's just not being opening. The opportunity is not just happening. Pray against witchcraft. Pray against any spirit, anything that is trying to stop you. Okay, Lord. Pray against any spirits in your family bloodline that is trying to stop you from possessing. Yeah. So pray against that because you need to be like a Gideon and really dismantle some things before you can win this victory of possession. Okay? The Lord is saying so Lord, we thank you for the transition that is happening. Even now, the transition happening across the country, across the world. I see the globe right now. And there's transition happening. So God, we thank you for the transition. And every time there's transition, the angels of the Lord are sent, as we can tell in Genesis, when the Israelites left Egypt. The angels of the Lord usher them into freedom. God is transitioning you and he's sending angels with you. But God is saying, yes, he's sending angels with you. But watch and pray. Be watchful and be in prayer at all times. Every place that he takes you. That you are to pray, especially before you transition. Pray fast and pray. We thank you for the corporate transitions. We thank you for the industrial transitions. We thank you, God. Even for the governmental transitions. We thank you, God, for the ministerial transitions. Oh, yeah. We thank you for the family transitions that we see. Families in SUVs transition from one state to the other. I pray for your protection, Jehovah Nisi, that your banner will be upon them. You will be the cloud by day and the You will be the fire by night. And you will send your angel before them and behind them. Yes, on every side. And your sword will be with them at all times. And every trap of the enemy, we cancel it now in the name of Jesus. Every worldly trust, oh, basi karamata. Every deceptive trust, every deceptive, every deceptive trap, every every um manipulative yes trap. We do that I pray for wisdom upon you now in Jesus' name, and I pray, the Lord, you will expose it to them. Even third eye trap, even divination traps, we cancel it now. In the name of Jesus, that manifesting spirit trap, we cancel it right now. In the name of Jesus, and we rely on you, God, to lead your people, Father, through the transitions that you're in. Ha, yes, Lord. You will tell the story, the Lord says. You will. You even write a book about the story of your transition. Transitions are very crucial and very sensitive. And everything that he takes you through, you should have a journal with you. Whoever is transitioning right now, have a journal and write it down. What, what you experience, write them down. God says he's going to meet you in the transitions. He, he, he's gonna 
use your gift, the gift that he's given you, the prophetic anointing, the apostolic, the the um the spiritual gift that he's given you, he's gonna use it to to speak to you during this transition. Ah, yes, Lord. And he says that steward steward this transition well. Because this transition is, is like the the door to the other doors in your life. Yeah. This transition is the door to the other doors in your life. Because when Yes, Lord. And what the Lord the Lord is telling me is that you fought. You fought very hard to get to this door of transition. Like you lost some things. You really fought. Like you really prayed and warred in the spirit to get to where you are in this transition, this transition door. And the door is is gold. He's showing me right now. It's a gold door. You fought hard. You fought you you left some relationship for this door of transition. You left a lot of things. You really lost some things. And because this door, the reason why it's gold, because this door is is you is like your jubilee door. This door is the door that is gonna lead you into another decade in your life. This door opens door to the other doors that will even open doors for your other children, your, your future children as well. That is why the enemy was fighting you so hard about about this door. But the Lord said he placed angels to guard that door because, oh my God, because that door was supposed to be for somebody in your family to walk through, but they couldn't walk through because they, they fell in the trap of the enemy. But God said that you were the one that he created for this such a time as this to be that one, to be that Esther, to walk through that door. Uh, and overtake witchcraft assignment and dismantle things that were open in your family bloodline. Whoever you're listening, this is ministering to you. Write these things down and go back in prayer to the Lord. He wants to talk to you more about it. He said, cultivate what it is that he's telling you right now. And look at the book of Esther and Gideon um, and Abraham and Moses and Noah. Yeah, he says, look at those and Samson. Because he's trying he's trying to use Samson to, to show you how to, to recognize your Delilahs. Because this door, oh my God, is an ancient door. This door has been there for years in your family bloodline. You know how there are... There are, uh, there are um, generational blessings this is a generational blessing door that, that the lord has tried many times to send people in your family through that door but for some reason nobody could go through that door because the, the temptations that the snares of the enemy they fell into it but you are going through that door says the lord so i just want you to do a, a prophetic act and just walk open a door in your home wherever you are maybe in your office and just walk through that door that is your prophetic act, okay? And I don't remember the the Bible, the um, the uh, the people in the Bible that I said you should look at. Just write them down. Go back, rewind, and write them down, and really uh, listen to what God is saying in His Word to you, because these are wisdom that you're gonna hold on to. Because as you step into this door, you're gonna fight even the more to sustain your walk through this door, okay? This is the first step. But as you step into this door, guess what? You're going to open other doors. But you need those biblical wisdom and principles to be able to know how to identify, recognize, and even destroy the assignment of the enemy as you walk through this door. And, and also receive the blessings of the Lord 
as he walked through this door. And so we seal this prayer with the blood of Jesus, whoever this is for. I thank you, God, for revealing this in your in this time of prayer and in this time of uh, pro- prophecy that you've released in the room. So I just ask you, God, that you will send your angels to help deliver these messages, God, and send your angels to help usher your people into this this um this prophecies that you called upon them to have. Help them, Lord. Release your angelic host in the name of Jesus. We do pray. Amen. Good morning, guys. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Blessed day. It's December. We are in the month of December. The last year. Well, not the last year, but you know, the last month of the year of 2022. December is 12. 12 is governmental order um very apostolic and so i was asking the lord um what is december what is he saying for december and i'm starting with prophetic because i feel led to do that um i was asking the lord when december started i was like lord what do you call december what do you want to highlight as december and he said destination crossover many of you december is the place that you were trying to get to from january all the things that you went through your destination for everything that you experienced from january to november was to finally get you to december so the Lord is saying in December, be productive, be purposeful, be peaceful, and also have memorable memories, make memorable memories in December. This is also the season of giving, the Lord says, that if you have plenty in your barn, give to those that are poor, give to those that are needy, because, you know, um, they ask Jesus, like, Lord, you know, when was it, when did we you know, neglect to 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 be the hands and feet. When did we not give to you? You know, and he said, when you neglected to give to the poor, you did not give to me. When you when you gave, you know, your shirt, when you gave food to the poor, you gave to me. And so when we're given in this season, because we have to remember to put the the Christ in Christmas, right? And the Christ is in Christmas is being the hands and the feet and the voice of Jesus Christ, right? His his whole, you know, purpose on earth. Um, he said that we would do more, far more than what he did, right? And so we got to remember to give. It's better to give than to receive. And sometimes, just like Peter told, um, you know, the man, you know, silver and gold he does not have. But what he has, he will give to you. Get up and walk, right? So whatever you have, give. Give it freely. Freely you've been given. Freely you give. And some of you, God asked you to sacrifice your Isaac in the whole 2022. And even, you know, maybe years past, maybe years in the in the past of your, um, maybe your childhood or your, your adulthood or your, you know, um, uh, teenage years. Something that God asked you. I always say that, people who are called into the five-foot ministry, God in some season, in some time, in some place, 
God is going to ask you to surrender an Isaac. And Isaac might not be an actual Isaac, but he will ask you to surrender something that is so dear to your heart that you it, it breaks your heart. That is hard for you to give away. But it's a test. Abraham was a father of faith for a reason. Even through the test, he knew that God is faithful, right? To complete what he started. And so God has asked you to sacrifice your Isaac. And Isaac might have been different things. You know what your Isaac is. If I'm talking to you, you you have a, a person, a thing, a place, something in your mind, even a desire. You know, you have it in your mind right now. And that's this is for you. God says that remember that Isaac was replaced Isaac was replaced God will send the ram in time you got to be patient you got to pass the test with patience even though Abraham knew that God is faithful to use Isaac to fulfill his promise that he made to him through the burden of Isaac he still completed the mission he still got his wood he still got his fire he still put on his shoes he still dressed himself and he still took isaac with him and his uh his servant you know he still got up and did it even though he knew this is a very intense thing that the lord is asking me to do some of you your isaac might have been saying yes to god for the plans that he has for you and neglecting your own plans but you know, the thing is that when you say yes to God, he will give you more than you even ask for. And sometimes he will give you what your heart desires because the Lord gives your heart desires, you know, and sometimes he wants your heart desire to be his heart desire. And when you finally realize that your heart desire for the Lord's desire for you, you will not even want what you desired or what you desired will be upgraded, will be better. You will get a revelation of why you're desiring that. You know, so Abraham didn't say, you know what? I know that God is not going to kill this child. So I'm just going to not go. No, he went. He did it. So God is saying, do it. He's going to send around, but he just want to see your faith. He want to test Abraham. When Abraham took Isaac to sacrifice him. Okay. He, there was so, there's so much compacted lessons in that little short act of obedience. One, there is obedience there. One, there is sacrifice. There is uh, physical sacrifice and spiritual sacrifice. Three, there is a test of faith there. Right? There's a test of faith. And four, there is trust. The trust between Isaac and Abraham was there. A father who had to go and sacrifice their own child. You got to look at your child in the eye. I mean, think about it. They're walking up the mountain or wherever they went to go and sacrifice Isaac or try to sacrifice Isaac. You know, they had, they, might, they must have had some conversations because he, he could have been like, okay, this might be the last time I'm going to see this boy or this might not be the last time because he said, you know, I I knew we we're going to go up and we're going to come back down. We, not just I, but we. So he, he had to walk it out and walk in faith every step that he took was a step of faith knowing that every step i'm taking with this little boy here that he, he don't know what's going on guess what's going to happen i'm going to come back with this boy 
you know, he had that in his mind and God knew that God here, God heard him when he told the servant, we're going to go up and we're going to go, we're going to come back down. God heard it, but he wanted him to just walk it out. So God is saying, walk it out. Okay. Walk it out. And then, um, the other things that God is saying is Romans, uh, I would say here, um, the spirit of poverty is emerging its head. Uh, I've been praying about this since November. The Lord revealed it to me before Thanksgiving happened. And um, the spirit of poverty is trying to emerge in the ministry, in ministries, and in even in corporations as well. And I was listening to John Apostle John Eckhart's um, deliverance. He was doing deliverance. And then he got to the point where he was commanding a spirit of poverty out. And he was like, you know, doing a mass deliverance. And I was listening to it. And immediately when he said, come out, you spirit of poverty. And I literally like the Lord just flashed before me. I saw a rat like you know, right on the floor. And the rat, the rat was alive. That was the Lord showing me, Brittany, is the spirit of poverty that I've had you praying about, you know, concerning um, what the enemy is doing right now. People think it's, you know, it could be, you know, people think it's, um, it's their lack of work ethic, which is, which, which can be, you know, if you don't work, you're not really going to get paid, right? Those that don't go out and be diligent will not come back with a harvest. So work is important, right? But there are people who work, but they're still poor because they don't have the management to to know how to manage what they, they bring in. They don't have the wisdom. And God says that, you know, in James, that whoever lacks wisdom, guess what? Ask and he will give it to you. So there are two parts to this spirit of poverty. There is the spirit of the rat that is literally eating up your um your your increase okay so when you you bring it in but the rat is eating it up or some of you 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 can't even bring it bring it in because in the spirit realm it's already been eaten up before something happens in a natural it has to happen in the spirit realm and that's why dreams are important. When you see the dream happen, it's because God is telling you what's happening in the spirit realm. And in a couple, you know, in a couple, however much time it takes for it to, to move into the natural realm, you have time to pray and dismantle it, right? And so what God was showing me was, I saw that rat. I was like, whoa, what is that? The moment he said, you know, the spirit of poverty, I just saw a rat. And that's what God is saying is that you got to pray and just destroy the rat that is eating up your increase. You know, rats, if you've ever lived in New York like I have, they come, you know, they look harmless, but they are very harmful. When they get to your your food that you place in cardboards and in safe places that you thought is safe, they come and devour it. They, they And, you know, they don't eat it all up, but just because... They touched it. They, they used their mouth to eat it. The whole thing has been just destroyed. You could have like a bag of potatoes and a rat will come and chew on the little bit of it. And you can't eat the whole potato because rats are poisonous, right? Rats, you don't want to eat something that a rat has put its mouth on, right? And so what it does is that that little part that the rat 
consumed have destroyed the whole the whole bunch of what it is that you have that's what god is saying is that you gotta dismantle that rat and how do you do that in prayer in prayer and fasting how do you kill a rat you trap it right so you trap that rat that is coming against your your finances that is coming against your prosperity right so pray against that pray against the rats and also you know snakes as well the python spirit can squeeze out you know every time somebody's dealing with poverty it's 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 sometimes associated with the python spirit okay so pray about that as well uh but more so the rat the right right is what the lord showed me okay um just so pray about that God is trying to bring division between his children and poverty. There is a separation that he's trying to bring, okay, for for poverty to have its complete its completion. Like so that when poverty stops, he wants to bring new beginnings of wealth, okay, to come without you begging. You don't have to beg. The Bible says that never I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. The Lord doesn't want you to beg for it. He wants to bring the increase. The Bible says that, you know, um, uh, I believe in the book of Psalms, it said that we were we were like those that dream when they returned to Zion. We were like those that dream because the joy of the Lord was upon them. The things that happened was miraculous and suddenly, right? And God wanted to bring that. But, you know, the thing about God is that he doesn't want to give you something that he, he knows that you cannot steward well, you know? I heard one of a, a very known, well-known uh, apostle in in Nigeria. He said, there are people who come to him and they ask that they want to be blessed with millions. Uh, they want to be blessed with, you know, pray for me so I can be a billionaire. And, you know, sometimes he looks at them and he's like, why don't you just ask for what you can handle? You know, what you can handle. Eventually, you will be a millionaire. But the thing about God is that he moves us from glory to glory. And I'm not saying that, you know, nobody, I'm not saying that you're not going to be a millionaire. No, you are going to be that. But even even when you look in the fivefold ministry, right, let, let's let's have a a, uh, a divine mindset about this, okay? When you look in the fivefold ministry, God doesn't just move somebody from being, you know, um, just got into ministry or just got into salvation to be a prophet overnight it doesn't happen like that it's a process right you move from he takes you through cultivating in worship and prayer and then after you graduated that he moves you into the word deeper in your word your passion for the word and then afterwards he he, he starts to move you into into having be around corporate people and giving you word to prophesy and he knows you're going to be hesitant he knows you're going to not want to speak up you know he knows that and so he, he will have that, that consistency around you, even in different gifts that he gives us, right? And then eventually, as you keep stepping, you know, into, into deeper, into the, you know, the living water, the, 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 uh, the overflow that God is trying to bring you into, you finally get baptized in the whole gift, right? It's like somebody getting baptized. You, they, they, start, they have to walk, they have to put their feet in the water, and then they have to get deep down in the water, right, to get baptized. Nobody just stand there and jump in. You you have to walk to the water. 
And so that's what God is saying is that he wants to bless you to be a millionaire. He wants to bless you to be a billionaire. Some of you, God has given you the, 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 the anointing to have wealth, the anointing to have the, even the wisdom I hear him say to have wealth and maintain it because that's why you have a rich taste. You like to see you, you are attracted to rich things, right? And some of you are like, you know, you're attracted to buying, you know, things that are very expensive looking. It might be on sale, but it's expensive looking. And there's a reason why, because God has entrusted your life, you know, uh, to be somebody who knows who has money, uh, to be somebody who, who is blessed financially. But the thing is that God is not going to give you wealth when he knows that you're going to, you know, um, ru- ruin it or it, or it's going to ruin you. Okay, M- many people who win the lotto or, you know, the mega millions, some of them, their lives become worse and god doesn't want that he wants to give you wisdom so in this moment god is asking you before we step into 2023 he wants you to seek him in wisdom in wisdom in prosperity in wisdom in in how to manage your money in wisdom in how to save trust me he will talk to you when you're praying and worshiping you know in your secret in your secret moment with him he will talk to you he will give you visions he will talk to you Okay, so ask him, freely ask him, God, I want your wisdom right now. Father, we, we just come in agreement right now in the name of Jesus. We know that, Lord, you, you said in your word that you will never, we will never see the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. And so, God, we know that you have given us the, 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 the power to get wealth, the, the wisdom to get wealth, Father. And so I just pray even now. That, Lord, you will give us the heart to get wealth. Yes, it's about the heart posture. Why do we want this wealth? Do we want to just flash it in front of people? Or do we want to build? Do you want to be pioneers? Do we want to do it in your plan, in your ways? You know, so I just pray for this, the, the, the wisdom of stewardship, the wisdom of of um, of diligent heart, God. Even the wisdom, I pray even now, God, that you open doors of opportunities for those that are in need of a job. God, I just ask you that, Lord, you will give them divine wisdom in your secret time with you. That when they come before you, God, you will, you will download it as a plan for them, God. Yes, but budgeting god is saying right now budgeting god i pray the lord they will be able to know how to budget their money god even god is saying right now some of you you don't you might not have a job or you might not have a well-paying job but god is saying right now walk in faith just as abraham did and put together an excel sheet of budget of how you will spend this money and this is a a, like a, a, a a preparation that god is doing with you Put it together. It doesn't matter if you don't have it right now. Just put it together. If you have $5,000 coming in monthly, how are you going to allocate that? How are you going to spend that? He wants to see how you're going to do that, okay? So so walk in faith. So we bless your holy name. We receive that. We receive that $5,000 a month, Lord, from you. And give us the wisdom to be able to know how to allocate it financially with how you have planned for it to be allocated. Uh, wealth is here. We will recognize it. We will take advantage of the advantages, Lord, that you give us. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. All right. So God is saying he is the Romans 8.28 God. 
Don't be afraid, says the Lord. His angels and arrows has been sent against the enemies of his children. The Lord himself fights for you, he says. Rejoice, you have won the victory. I want you to look at Zechariah 9, 9 to 14. He says, the Lord will appear over them and his arrow will go forth like lightning. And the Lord God will blow the trumpet and uh, will march in the storm winds of the south. The Lord is releasing arrows against the enemy. Yes, they are fiery darts of the enemy, but God also has arrows that he releases. And I see a white arrow, okay? God has arrows. Psalm 64, 7, it says, But God will shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly they will be wounded. God knows how to defend with his arrows so i just want you to look at psalms 58 7 uh psalms 7 13 psalms 144 6 psalms 18 14 habakkuk 3 11 i want you to look at that okay uh concerning the arrows of god fighting for you and god is saying you know i kept seeing uh, i was in prayer uh, November 15th and immediately I saw a vision the Lord literally like um, slay me on the floor and I saw a vision of CVS uh, and so God is saying that um, we should pray for the type of um, stores that are that have like health stuff like people go to CVS for not just groceries but for medications you know uh whenever you go to cvs just pray healing over cvs god whoever comes to cvs to get medication i just pray that they will get healed that they will not even need the medication okay so uh you know pray if you see somebody going to the pharmacy area with your car just pray healing over them let's let's walk in in miracles let's walk in um in in faith right uh you don't gotta touch the person all the time you don't got to be near the person you know faith is being able to to be uh at a certain place uh, uh you know in the in the same location and just releasing healing over that person okay you might maybe god might tell you to go as you as you start to pray go over there and and touch the person and pray whatever god is telling you to do just do it so whenever you pass by a cvs or you drive by a cvs you go to cvs just pray for those that are coming to cvs because many of them are wounded and, and need healing uh and not just you know healing physically but also uh inner healing as well all right, so November 17, the Lord was speaking to me and he was talking to me about um, unforgiveness. All right, unforgiveness. Um, the Lord wants to heal arthritis, especially concerning those that are divorced. Uh, divorce is not a fun thing. And um, it might be, um, how do I put this? It might be um, shocking to some people, but God, I've, I've not been married yet. You know, I will get married when the time comes to my future husband that God, God will lead me to and lead him to me. But one thing that God does when it comes to the prophetic is that he allows you to feel. He allows you, he allows you to bear one, one another's burdens, you know. People who uh, walk in, in healing, God, and even in miracles, God will allow you to, to experience people's tragedies and, and, um, how do I put this? And uh, issues, okay? 
and that's that's not to limit you but to um advance you because if you don't know how they feel you can't really be sympathetic because compassion is is connected to miracles compassion is connected to healing and so i remember the lord was speaking to me um and he allowed me to experience what divorce feels like like literally physically emotionally mentally spiritually and i remember at that specific time i would just wake up and just cry and i'm like you know and of course i was going through something personally but i was like what is this lord what is this what is this that i'm feeling like i know you know this was very painful experience this was very heartbreaking and all of that but what is this and he said I'm letting you feel what divorce feels like with this issue. Yes, you've not been married yet. You will, you know, you've not been married yet. But I want you to feel what this is. And I kid you not, literally that whole week and even that whole month, I kept God kept bringing people who are divorced to me. I'll go to the store. I'm getting something, and the lady in front of me is talking about her own personal issue and then the Lord would cause me to minister to her and you know encourage her and the lady behind me is like oh my gosh I just I just I just came on I just came out of a divorce you know I'm having a divorce blah 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 and and literally like everywhere I went I would I would meet people there are people that I'll meet and then and then they'll start talking to me about their divorce and I'm like what is happening here and the Lord was telling me you know this is what he's trying to do with divorced people in this season, that he's trying to heal them, okay? Uh, and so I, I could relate. I, I could, I wouldn't say I could relate, but I would say I could sympathize. I could understand. I understood what they were feeling. I understood them. And, you know, people, normal people would not understand how I understood it, but it's it divine. God divinely allowed me to understand Divorce people with their emotions, why they cry, why they feel this certain way they feel. And then he took me through how to come out of that bondage because divorce has a bondage. Okay, people who are divorced are very fragile. And that's one of the reasons why God hates divorce because divorce, marriage, first of all, reminds God of Jesus and his bride, which is the church. That is what God, how God sees marriage is Jesus, his son, and his bride. And so whenever there is a marriage separation, you know, apart from the fact that it says adultery in the word of God, maybe if you're being abused, you know, uh, it could be life-threatening, well, get out, right? Because that's not God. Of course, you want to do all that all that you can do to salvage the marriage but if it's life-threatening you're gonna die or you know the person is cheating on you they could bring hiv to you whatever it is that is intense and you've gone through all the help you can get from church and people around you and therapy and it's still not going anywhere then you know and god has confirmed it it's okay to go your separate way then okay um or if the person is trying to cause you um to deny God and die you know ask the Lord what he wants you to do but the Lord hates divorce because it show it's it's a separate to him it's like a separation where Jesus and the bride are separated he doesn't like that that disunity right 
And that's what divorce does. It brings disunity. And one thing that the Lord was trying to highlight with this process that he took me through was, was that he wants to heal. Because when people get divorced, there's a fragility that comes. There's, there's an open door. There is. You, you, if you're going through divorce, you gotta, you gotta put on the full armor every day. You gotta, you gotta protect your yourself because you are wounded a little bit. Well, not a little bit, but you are really wounded. And so, whenever there is a tear and whenever there is a separation, there's wound that happen. Uh, and that's why you gotta find yourself a community of people that can, you know, pray with you and keep you in community. But the Lord kept bringing people around me. And I wouldn't ask them anything about divorce. They just bring it up, and I was like, "Okay, Lord, I get it. You're, you're telling me you want me to sh- you, you you want to show me how divorce is, and you know how it feels, and all of that." And so I went into prayer. Now, you know, uh, I was using the Word of God to get more clarity, and even God was using it to to uh, even heal me. You know, it, it's very. Um, I would say it's a very divine moment i will never forget this whole experience that god took me through but it's very divine and i I literally could relate well relate and also i could really um relate to how they were feeling it was really weird it was really odd but it was divine um and so what god is saying is that to to and you know god led me to minister to them the holy spirit led me to minister to them to encourage them to pray for them and all of that but God is saying this corporately because it wasn't just for a couple of individuals that he, he led to me. It's, all, it's corporate. It's corporately. Uh, he says, in a, so in a dream, uh, he took me through a dream to confirm this, that it's corporate. Uh, in a dream, November 17th, I was, um, I was in the elevator and there was this white woman in there. Uh, and she, she looked like she had the beginning stages of arthritis the lord was saying she needs i was looking at her and i'm like okay lord and the lord when i was looking at her the lord said she needs to forgive her husband and when she does the arthritis will leave her and i was like okay so i told the lady hey god is saying and this is in a dream god is saying you know you need to you need to forgive and the moment i said that the spirit the arthritis spirit with the spirit of pain and anger and bitterness, they all started to manifest out of her. Like, it's like, I, it's like, I just click a light or I just hit a, a little spot. Just this manifestation of bitterness, anger. You just name the whole, all these demons were just manifesting as I, and then I just started to pray in tongues in my dream room. I was like, just praying tongues toward her. Well, toward the spirits. And the elevator started to shake. It was shaking. And the lady fell to the ground. And that was her getting deliverance. And healing as well. And so I woke up from that dream. I got up from that dream and I was like, Lord. And the Lord started to talk to me. And he said, um, the, he's revealing unforgiveness in divorce. Yes, you have been separated, but there is still unforgiveness in your heart. And the thing is, the enemy loves unforgiveness. Oh, trust me, he does. Um, now, unforgiveness, people think, oh, just because I forgive, I need to go back to the person. No, no, no. 
There are times that God will lead you to to salvage a relationship. And there are times that God will lead, will lead you to disconnect from a relationship. Because unforgiveness is for you. It's for you. You, it, you know, it says on, right? Forgiving is for you. Unforgiveness is for you too. Because when you don't forgive, you are the one that's tormented. And when you forgive, you are the one that's set free. For give ness the four means it's for you the give is you're giving it you're giving away the the anger you're giving away the the hatred you're giving away the bitterness you're giving away the 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 bondage that you have yourself in and you have the other person in okay and then ness means it's necessary because you cannot even god says that if you have a gift for him lay down go and make make well with your with the person that you are you know you have a, a offense against and come back and give him his gift because he doesn't want you to come to him with that spirit of, of unforgiveness and true unfor- and true forgiveness takes time that's why you know the bible says 70 times seven right it takes time it's not something that come overnight if you're able to forgive overnight you did not forgive no 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 especially when it comes to divorce no it's going to take some time to forgive you have to forgive every day Okay, you have to cry it out. So God is saying is that uh, unforgiveness in divorce can open a door to arthritis. The pain in your bones, in your back, in your, back, in your hip, whatever, wherever you're feeling that pain is unforgiveness. When you relinquish it to God, he will grant you miraculous healing and deliverance. True forgiveness is not overnight. It's not. It's not because if it was... The parable of the 70 times 7 will not be even be in the Bible. Do you know how many people... If, if forgiveness was overnight, it would be miraculous. It would be amazing, right? It would be amazing. But we are human beings and we have a heart, right? And we have a conscience. So, when it comes to murder issues, the Lord says, when you begin the forgiveness journey... You will close the door to the spirit of arthritis that is trying to enter. You will close the door. Just the beginning. Just beginning to forgive. And how do you begin? You pray the prayer below. So I want to pray this prayer with you. You pray this prayer to, to begin your forgiveness journey. Intentionally pray for your husband or your wife. If you're a man, pray for your wife or your ex-wife. Okay, If you are a, uh, a wife... Pray for your husband or your ex-husband, okay? You don't feel like praying. You don't. You you know you don't. You don't feel like praying for that person. You you want them to get hit by a car and be be torn apart and then be put back together and be torn apart again. You want to torment them. <laughs> but guess what? Your unforgiveness is already tormenting you and tormenting them. You want them to die you want so many things you want against them because you are angry, you are bitter, you you hate them, right? And all of those emotions are needed. You need to feel all of those emotions because if you don't feel it, you're going to be numb, right? You need to feel all of those emotions so you can relinquish it. It's okay. The Bible says that it's okay to be angry, but you do not, you do not sin. Do not sin when you're angry. And do not let the sun rise up, you know, in your anger. So God said it's okay to feel all of those emotions. 
but you need to relinquish those emotions to him. God knows that, you know, it's hard. That you have to overcome your flesh. And you have to intentionally pray. Okay? When you do this, this is what God will do. He will release his fire in your heart to heal you. And that's one of the things that the Lord was showing me when I went through that divine moment. That sacred moment, he says. Um, to show me what divorce feels like and how he heals people who are divorced. And I, I kid you not, I felt like fire in my heart. I've never felt that before. Of course, you know, I felt my heart broken before. It's it's like, it's worse than a headache. It's worse than a broken bone. But I, I felt fire. You know when you feel fire in your hands, you know, and all of that. And the fire of God come upon you. But I felt it in my heart. And that was such a sacred moment with the Lord. So God is saying that you will feel the fire in your heart. You will feel your heart on fire. And that's the Lord saying to you personally. I am here with you in this. And I am healing you. Okay. So I want you to pray this forgiveness prayer. This is your way of starting forgiveness journey. Okay. And closing the door to the enemy. So pray this after me. Lord, I am surrendering all, not just what I want, but all unforgiveness I have toward. And you name, you name the name of your husband or the name of your wife or your ex-husband or your ex-wife, okay? And I am beginning this journey of complete forgiveness of the pain. It's okay to cry. I see some of you crying already. It's okay. The heart and everything that happened. Please, Jehovah, help me to forgive. Help me to let go. Help me to surrender it to you. And if you're bold, just say, I surrender it to you, Lord. Oh, God, yes. I see some of you crying. In Jesus' name, I pray. Tears are part of healing. Okay, that's why people who are divorced, they cry a lot because tears are part of healing. If you don't cry, you become bitter. If you don't cry it out, you gotta you gotta feel. Jesus wept, right? If Jesus can weep, we can weep too. All right. So that's what God is saying. So the Bible verse God gave me for those that are dealing with this situation of healing, you know, um, concerning divorce and closing the door to the spirit of arthritis is Luke 6, 28. I want you to go and look at that. I'm not going to read it because I want you to open your word and read that. Or you can read that whole, you know, passage. All right. And then what God is also saying is that he's, you know, this has been a year, 2022 has been a year of healing. Everybody know that. If you've not, God has not touched a certain part of your life or your past or your present uh, concerning healing, then you need to really use 2022 December to get that healing that you need from the Lord. Because he's been doing a lot of healing. Even myself, I have been healed by the power of the lord and the holy spirit and jesus christ so uh healing is being released in concert i remember i passed by a concert and i saw it and i was like oh wow they are really having fun there and god is saying he's releasing healing 
that was in i think october yeah october and he said he's releasing healing in concert even in the medical stores like cvs like i said so pray as you go and i pray against every robbery and theft and shootings god had me praying for cvs concerning those things so pray against that you know the spirit of murder and and theft uh pray against that concerning the the marketplace all right so when facing issues or quarrels don't waste your breath the lord is saying some of you might be facing some issues and some you know unpleasant conversations don't waste your breath let god fight for you and defend you god acknowledged jesus as this is my son in whom i'm well pleased when he got baptized okay people were you know saying all things about him but the lord also defended jesus in front of his disciples when he took them to the mountain to transform before them and peter you know they were all like what should we do this or should we do that and the lord said no no listen to listen to him listen to jesus Right, God knows how to defend you. So I want you to look. If you're dealing with this, I want, I want you to look at Matthew three seventeen and Luke nine twenty eight to thirty six. All of these are things that God has been talking to me about um, in November, and He talks to me about those things in November because He wants to talk to you about it in December. Okay, so I have been writing it all down uh, as He downloaded it to me. So let God tell your enemies to listen to you. Okay, let God be your defender. You don't got to open your mouth and defend yourself, right? Um, and God is highlighting meekness and righteousness. It's important that we keep ourselves from worldly things, especially during this season of celebration, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and all of that stuff. And even New Year, you got to separate yourself. Keep yourself consecrated, he's telling me right now. Keep yourself consecrated, okay? You call yourself a child of God. Remember that the world is looking at you, okay, as an example. You can't call yourself a child of God and go around cursing and and uh, going bar hopping, okay, on a Friday night and a Saturday night and go ch- to church and hallelujah, praise the Lord. No, no, no. You You have graduated. You're not a child anymore. You're an adult. You're a full, a full-grown baby. Okay, you are a full-grown person. You are not in milk anymore. You are in meat. So the Lord is saying, "Be meek and be righteous." Okay. God was highlighting Isaiah fifty-five eight and obeying the Sabbath. That is something that God has been talking to me, even personally for myself. He wants us to obey the Sabbath. It's important. To obey the Sabbath. He's been talking to me about this for five whole months. Like I literally will open. I'll get a sermon. Even even like on social media. Everywhere. <laughs> Sabbath, Sabbath, Sabbath. I'm like I get it. I get it. I get it. I was being convicted by the Lord. Because he said we have to honor and keep the Sabbath holy. What is God saying about the Sabbath? Jesus. Well. Let's go to Genesis. God created the heaven and earth he created the whole universe right the universe did not create itself it was jehovah that created the universe all right the universe has not done anything for you it is god who's done everything through the universe for you okay so 
he created the universe. He created everything here. You, me, everything. He called it good. He called it very good. And then on the seventh day, he rested after creating everything. And God wants us to remember that. It's important to rest. One day, you know, pastors go on sabbatical. It's important because you need to recharge. Sabbath is not working. So whatever you call work, you take a break from it. And what do you do? You don't work. (laughs) You rest. You do things that energize you. You do things that grow your faith. You do things that make you happy. Okay, if you like to bike, bike. If you like to run, run. If you like to hike, hike. If you like to water your plants, water your plants. Sabbath is not working. If you do ministry, that's work. If your if your if your ministry is work, then you take a break once a week. I know it's hard, especially people who have leadership mindset and leadership. Um, Rose, it's hard not to want to do something. It's hard to just sit. <laughs> and I see right now people sit on chairs and like I don't know, I don't even know what to do right now. Like there are people who have apostolic anointing. They don't apostles don't know how to rest. They don't know how to just take a break. Even when they're taking a break, they're thinking about what what's next. Okay, so God is saying the Sabbath, the Sabbath, the Sabbath. Keep the Sabbath holy. Rest. Keep it holy. Spend time with Him, of course. But keep the Sabbath. Keep it. Because it's fruit for you. It's a blessing for you. You need to recharge. If you don't recharge, you become fatal. You become mean. You become sad. You become worried. You become exhausted. And you, you start snapping on people. Rest. Do nothing. Do things that you like. Do not work. Rest. Just spend time with the Lord. Okay? Do something fun. God is saying. Keep the Sabbath holy. If you've not gotten anything from this whole prophecies that I've been releasing, the Sabbath. The Sabbath. The Sabbath. Once a week. Okay? Not a half day. No. (laughs) Somebody's saying, I'll just have a half day of Sabbath. No, you can't. Have a whole day of Sabbath. Trust me, your life will be better. When I started to take advantage of Sabbath, I'm a better person because of that. Okay? All right. Um, the last one is the Lord is highlighting Matthew 9. Matthew 5 and 9. Matthew 5 is the beatitude. And Matthew 9 is about forgiveness, God forgiving sin and healing as well. So I want you um, to take time to take charge of your word and your, take up your swords and go and listen to or read Matthew 5 and Matthew 9. Especially if you're called into ministry, I want you to look at Matthew 9 because there's God was unveiling some mysteries of Matthew 9 to me. I was like, wow. It's literally like in sections, in dimensions when you read it. It's very prophetic, very apostolic too. Very, very apostolic. So look at that. Let the Lord minister to you. Of course, when you read your word, you ask God to minister to you what he's saying so that you can grasp everything that he's saying. Right? 
All right, so these are the words that the Lord is saying for December. I hope that you are blessed. Now we got Separabataya. Right now I'm just praying for Canada. Um, Lord, we thank you for the unity that is in Canada right now. The apostolic unity that you've blessed Canada with. I just pray for revelation, an increase in revelation and revolution. Eh, yes, God. And the pioneering spirit, God, that you just keep pouring into them. Unify them even the more. And pour your pioneering spirit upon them, Lord. Some of them have had a hard time taking ground. Oh, God. Um, because the ground is hard. The ground has rules and regulations that is not opening the door for them to possess. But, God, I pray. Mm, thank you. For your fire that is breaking the ground right now. In Jesus' name. I pray for the Wall Street in Canada. I pray for Wall Street in USA. I pray for peace. I speak peace. Just as Jesus spoke peace to the storm. I speak peace to the storm. That is in this Wall Street. In the name of Jesus. And by the power of the Holy Spirit. And by the blood of Jesus, I cancel every accident on the highways and byways, God, in Canada and in U USA. I ask you, the Lord, every um, every accident crafted by the enemy be canceled right now in the name of Jesus. This is a pivotal time of the end of the year and the enemy is trying to take people but God, you will not die. You will live and not die and declare the work of the Lord. You will not die before your time. In the name of Jesus, we cancel the assignment of hell to take people during this last month. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord, I hear you. And even with suicide, we cancel that right now. with And that lying spirit, we cancel that assignment of lying spirit in the name of Jesus. Play worship in your atmosphere. Pray, pray the word. Play the word of God in your atmosphere. Play worship. Surrender to the Lord. Resist the enemy and he will flee from you. Sometimes these spirits are tied to witchcraft, okay? Sometimes these spirits are tied to familiar spirits, all right? So you need to pray. If you're dealing with this, go into fasting and prayer. Go into fasting and prayer. Your life is meaningful. Your life is important. We need you in this world. You are a pivotal 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 addition to this world the lord wants you here so lord in the name of jesus thank you god for sending an angel of the lord to deal with that spirit healing angels god i thank you for the healing angels that you sent and even breakthrough angels because suicide is sent to stop you from breakthrough okay Thank you for your breakthrough angels. I see the person you are like in a cage. You've been caged with the suicidal ideations. 
So, Father, ah, uh, yes, Lord, just as you sent an angel of the Lord to go and open the gates to free Peter, I ask you as the church is praying right now, that you will send your angels even now to open the prison gates of suicidal ideations and thoughts and desires. Oh, yes, Lord. The Lord is saying that you're supposed to be a mother. Oh, God. You bear children. Oh, yes. You bear children. You have kids. Those kids will bring so much joy in your life. Your life is important. You have generations you need to bear. Don't let the enemy take that joy from you and that blessing that the Lord want to bless you with. Those children that you're going to have are going to bring so much joy for the rest of your life. They will just cause you to giggle all the time. Okay, with the silly things that they do and the, the things that you guys talk about. There is joy in your future, the Lord is saying. Hold on, daughter. Hold on. Hold on. So God, I ask you to send your angels. This is angelic assistance that we need right now, God. Send your angels to do with these spirits. Send your angels, Father, to do with this assignment of the enemy. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. So we bless you, God. And we thank you. Alright, the Lord wants me to extend salvation. So God, I pray right now, salvation prayer. If you want to give your life to the Lord. If you want to pray the salvation prayer. I'm going to extend salvation right now. Many of you... Um, you know, it says that many are called, but a few are chosen. You are the chosen one. You are the called one, okay? Um, life is better with Jesus. Trust me on that. People who are, who have a prophetic gift or prophetic, prophetic anointing, um, and people who listen to these um, teachings and prayers and ministries that I do, and you desire to have this. And some of you do. When I was in sin, I didn't, even when I was in sin, I was able to see and and hear what God was saying. <laughs> I was. But the thing is, when I came out of sin, and I literally gave my life wholeheartedly, completely to the Lord. When, when I gave my life completely to the Lord, guess what happened? I shifted into another dimension of my gift and my calling and even the mentors that God has given me, okay? People who are called into the five-foot ministry, this is what God was showing me, that you are not in relationship with God. You are operating in your gift, but it's like this is what he was showing me. It's like you, it's like a scuba diver, right? They have their gear on. They have everything on. And all they're doing is they're just sitting. They're just like standing at the the shore of the um, of the beach. You, you, you might see a starfish. You might see, you know, maybe uh, a shark swim somewhere far, far deep. But that's it. You might see some fishes, you know. And some birds, but that's it. Your scooby diving equipment are useless. 
above the water. But when you dive deep in there and you get into the water, that's when you see, you know, the life, the the octopus and the um the sharks and the jellyfishes and the you know the starfishes and and the whales, right? You in the sea sea fish, seahorses, you see the grass under the water on the land, you see the land underneath the water. You literally get to see the whole life of the ocean. And that's what God is saying that many of you when you've not step into salvation you've not given your life to him you've not cultivated a relationship with him you're just a scuba diver over the water but when you do that he takes you deeper into your calling he takes you deeper into who you are some of you you've not even tapped into who you are yet when i was in sin i didn't know this this person this bernice right here i didn't know her but when I got out of sin completely and I let some things go and let some people go and I really relinquished my my whole life to the Lord. Dimensions of me that I didn't even know was there, I was able to acquire and literally learn and love it. I don't miss watching TV. I don't I've not watched TV in and I'm not saying that you, you have to stop watching TV for salvation. No, 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 no. There are certain things that your desire for it would not be there anymore. Because you're going into a deeper level. Like when you're going into a deeper level in the in the um in the sea, you don't really care how deep you're going because you know that your uh the gas that you're using is gonna sustain you. That's the thing. The Lord is the gas. That's going to sustain you through the deepness that he's taken you. Okay. And as he takes you deeper. And you see all that you see. You have great memories that you can hold on to. And you can always come back. You can always even go deeper and go back. And take pictures and videos. And you know. Do things with it. And so salvation is just an invitation for you to put on your scuba diving equipment. I'm very visual, so I'm giving you visual, you know, examples. It's just for you to put on your scuba diving equipment. And when you do, the Lord is going to lead you to step into the water and to dive with him. So, are you ready to dive with the Lord? If you are, you can pray this with me. Heavenly Father, I know that I am a sinner. I know that I've sinned against you, against others, against your word. And I need your forgiveness today. I believe that the Lord Jesus, your son, he came on earth as man, as the word in flesh, and he died on the cross for my sins. And he rose up from the grave to make me new, to make me free, to help me, to be the bridge to connect me to you, God, and to prepare me to live in your presence forever. So Jesus, I ask you to come into my life, to take control of my life, to forgive me my sins, 
and to save me. I place my trust in you alone for my salvation and I accept your free gift of eternal life. I surrender my life completely to you as I put on these scooby diving outfits and I say, God, show me who I am. Show me what you want to show me. Lead me in the places you want to lead me. My life is yours. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right. So thank you so much for listening to the prophetic messages for, um, for today. Release everything that you need to release to the Lord. Whatever it is, just release it to Him. Dance it out. Speak it out. Pray it out. Prophesy it out. Uh, draw it out. Whatever it is that you need to release to Him, do it. He's listening. He's always listening. One thing I realized is that um, people have, because of all the, all the things that have happened, people have forgotten that the Lord loves them. So I want to just let you know, if you're listening right now, I want you to know right now, right this minute, whatever time it is, look at the time. This minute right now, this second, right now, the Lord is telling you, I love you. Right now, it's 11, 11 p.m. I mean, a.m. 11, 11 a.m. The Lord is saying right now, I love you. Yes, you. He loves you. Okay? He loves you so much. He loves you. He loves you. Everything about you. He loves it. He loves you. He loves you. I want you to say, I, I want you to say, I am loved by the Lord. Just say it. I am loved by God, my Father. My Father, Lord, loves me. I love the Lord and He loves me. God loves me. God loves me. Keep saying it until something breaks off of you. God loves me. Okay? God loves me. He loves me. I am loved by God. God loves me. God loves me. Come on, keep saying it. I want you to keep saying it. Okay? Every day, tell yourself, God loves me. God loves me. Because I meet people and I realize that they don't know that God loves them. And some of them, they know, but it, because of the things that have happened in their life, they forgot that God loves them. And God wants to say he loves each and every one of you. So I thank you for listening today. I hope that you are blessed. And I hope that you are praying with me because these are moments of prayer and prophecy. Um, and I hope that you've taken something out of this to implement into your life because we are not just to be listeners of the word of God, but we are to be doers as well. Right? So whatever it is that God was talking to you throughout this whole prophetic message that I released, there is something in there that highlighted to you. And if you don't know what it is, just take a moment right now, just five minutes and ask the Lord, what are you saying to me personally through this? What are you saying to me? 
we all know that 2023 is the, the year of Jacob's and Joseph's, right? Jacob's and Joseph's. So I've been doing a uh, teaching on Joseph. I talk about Jacob a lot. Uh, and now we're going to go into the teachings. God bless you all. You are loved by the Lord, by Jesus, and by the Holy Spirit.
highlight Matthew 12 uh, to you guys that you should look at it it talks about the Sabbath I know I when I was um, prophesying I talk about the Sabbath um, again the Sabbath is for you and to keep it holy to not work to dedicate it as a day of rest right once a week and the key about the Sabbath is that the Lord you are led by the Holy Spirit to pick when the Sabbath is sometimes you know even when I started to um, schedule a Sabbath once a week I pick a day but then the Lord would say no I want you to use this day instead for the Sabbath you know so be led by the Holy Spirit be led by God and and also Jesus and how and where when you should have Sabbath right be led by that um, and also just because you are um, having Sabbath doesn't mean that if you have an emergency like at work or emergency at your ministry 
Uh, most most people who work in ministry take Mondays off as as their Sabbath because you know you don't you don't take Sunday off as a Sabbath and you don't take Saturday off as a Sabbath and you definitely don't take Wednesday off as a Sabbath because those are the days that you have to corporately corporately meet with the people right and so most people in ministry take you know the Monday for Sabbath so if something happens in ministry and you have to like you know go and pray for somebody at you know a hospital or you know do something ministry concerning because it's an emergency then yeah do it jesus said in matthew 12 that you know uh it's lawful to keep the sub to do good on the sabbath right so uh look at you know matthew 12 and let the lord speak to you concerning sabbath because i believe that even though we don't work on the sabbath sabbath is different for everybody because if you truly have a good sabbath that means that you truly allowed the lord to lead you in that sabbath my sabbaths are always different on different days um it's never since i've planned to have sabbath it's never been on just the day that i wanted to have it but it's been on the day that the lord wants to have it right which is why he's the lord of the sabbath because when you allowed him to be the lord of your sabbath he will show you the true meaning of sabbath so anyway thank you so much for listening to devoted today december prophetic word Um, you have a blessed day.